This is WMNF Tampa, WMNF.org, Community Conscience Radio. Greeting, Earthlings. We have now taken over your radio. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the one and only DJ Spaceship reminding you that every Monday morning, that's right, every Monday morning on WMNF from 6 a.m. to 9 a.m., tune in as me and my co-pilot Nate Dog give you the music you love, the topics to get you talking, and the motivation to get you out your bed to start your week off right. Welcome to WMNF.org. Welcome to the radio station. My name is Annie Miles. I am with the fourth, fourth estate crew. I got Mabilia here with me in the stage studio. Good morning, Mabilia. How you doing? Good morning. Good morning. That's good. So we're going to have a lot of conversations today. I, I, I kind of like want to call it a jambalaya, mixture of things, a smorgasbord. We have a lot of different conversations that needs to be had. And we're going to start with some of the basic ones. We're going to go over some little history of what happened on November 26th in different years. Because right now, the November 26th that we have going on here in 2023, it is something else. Our environment, our community, our politics, just society as a whole. So the conversation today is going to be somewhat, uh, as we can say, if you walked into a store, you saw a different, a bunch of different items up there, an eclectic 
type of conversation. I want you to call in 813-239-9663. Give your opinion. Spark somebody's uh, mind to think of something. You know, be a solution to something. Give us a reason on how it can be made better. Again, my name is Annie Miles. Welcome again to WMNF radiostation.org. You can find us WNMF.org. Um, just call in. Give us your comments or tell us what you think about the things that we're going to be discussing today. So, my Billy, just to start off, how was your weekend? Oh, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Kind of quiet. Kind of quiet. That's a good thing. Well, you know, first of all, let's be clear. It's Thanksgiving. Okay. <laughs> That's you know, right. And, you know, everybody's out. They they eating. They seeing family members. They drinking, having a good time. We have a lot to celebrate, even though we're walking around sometimes angry. So, the day after, <laughs> was what they call it, Black Friday. Yeah. You done ate up a whole lot, now go spend your money. Right. <laughs> so Put them a- in the black. Exactly, exactly. But what, one of the things that I wanted to um, shout out today was th- today we're commemorating historically a historical figure, Sojourner Truth. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this is uh, have to do with how she stood up to the system of slavery to free her own young son from her uh, slave slaver. Right. And... Um, we, you know, the suffrage, suffragettes, she was for voting rights mm-hmm. and, you know, freedom. So we give today to Sojourner Truth, but it's also Tina Turner's birthday. So That's we'll right. hear a little bit That's of her right. music. And uh, we're going to probably hear some, t- uh, some Queen Latifah music today, too, because this week we're going to be celebrating her debut album from 1989 All Hail the Queen All Hail the Queen yes (laughs) so you know this is all about you know giving women the props but also this is Shift Worker Sunday Shift Worker Sunday shouting out people who have to work those shifts those uh, swing shifts (laughs) and you know so if you encounter go somewhere today if you work going anywhere on the weekend you're gonna encounter a worker who's working a swing shift Absolutely. And I love how he said it is ladies first today. Anyway, we're going to put it that way. As you see, <laughs> when I come into the studio, as I like to tell my Billy and Walter, I'm around a whole bunch of testosterone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so today is going to be ladies first days. Like I said, all hell the queen, Queen Latifah. You know, we have to give her props. I'm from New York, so definitely uh-huh. got to give her that. That's right. Absolutely give... Um, Thanks to our historian, like he said, Sojourner Truth, um, Tina Turner's birthday. These are women that paved the great, paved the way for a lot of us. And I'm not going to say just for African-American, primarily for us, but also just for women in general to say you can, you know, just that's to right. have that mindset of I can. Um, I'm going to touch base on some other um, historical things that's going on as well. We do also want to give aware that today is Aura Awareness Day, which basically means National Cake Day. Oh, right. And I love cake. Day, National Games, Puzzle Week. So basically, overall, wholesome fun as it used to be, I like to call it. Um, We're going to touch base on some of the old, not not too familiar um, information I'm pretty sure some of us don't know of, because I learned some as I was looking at this. What happened on November 26th? Think about it. NASA began a historic voyage to Mars with the November 26, 2011 launch of the Mars Science Laboratory mission. So that happened. Um, which carried a car-sized rover named Curiosity to give us some information. Uh, let's look what happened on November 26 or 1922. The Howard Carter Expedition in Luxor entered the tomb of, me and Walter was trying to say this word correctly, Tutankhamun. Are you familiar with that? Tutankhamun. Absolutely. What else happened? On November 26, 1943, a German HS-293 radio-controlled rocket, rocket boosted glide bomb hit His, Majesty, His Majesty's transport off the coast of Algeria. Some information I know some of us uh, didn't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What else happened? Uh, well, we know that in 1997, talking about Sojourner, mm-hmm. NASA's Mars Pathfinder mission's robotic rover was named Sojourner. All right. So... She's going to be remembered all the way into space science. And should she be? She should be. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, so the following years, S.T. Wright, uh, there's an author who wrote, uh, appeared on the website offering letters to mom from Sojourner Truth, in which the Mars Pathfinder rover at times echoes his namesake. Mm. So I think that, you know, that's important. A lot of people find that, you know, are we going to be in the future? You know, and so at least Sojourner Truth's name is going to be. be representing. 
Well, you know, they, they're trying to take a lot of uh, uh, history out of these books. So it's times like these when we can't remember, we need to remember. That's you right. You know, like you said, for our future, for our, for our generation of the kids that's coming up nowadays, it's so much his- history that they won't find in the books like we used to, like we were able to. You know, so if there's that's not right. someone out here to tell the story. Uh, you know? That raises the question that, you know, you have these the very racist Moms for Liberty having an impact on what kids learn, mm-hmm. what books they can read, and they're back to fascist burning books. Yes. And yet my question is, what do black moms want? You know, when will the school boards respond to what black moms and black moms want their kids to be educated? They, they want their kids to be able to compete in a world w- in which their black skin is already putting them in a second-class citizenship, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to competing for jobs. So the last thing black moms want is for knowledge to be kept from their kids. That's what they did in slavery. Absolutely. Now, let's think about what Mobili just said. What do black moms want? Now, I'm, I'm an individual. Let's be clear. Of course, I'm an African-American woman, black woman, okay? Um, 55 years, 56 years young, excuse me. <laughs> okay. okay. I, I want to say this. When you ask that question... You have to be clear because in order for you to be heard, you have to put yourself out there. So like you said, what do black moms want? Call in. Let us know what's on your mind. How do you think more black women can stand up moms, grandmoms, you know, can stand up and say, no, don't erase our history. No, my child has a right to um, be to, to know what happened, you know, to mm-hmm. their ancestors. The same way these other moms are standing up saying, no, they don't want their kids to know. Why, why are we not standing up saying we want our children to know? We don't right. need to play victim. You right. know, we, you cannot constantly talk about something but not be a part of that change to make it better. You know, that's the point I want to put out there. So call in, give us your opinion. Again, that number is 813-239-9663. Thank you, my Billy, for bringing that question to the head because it's stuff like that I like to talk about. It's empowerment, yeah. you know, and education. And what empowers you? Education. That's right. <laughs> the Absolutely. more you know, the more you're empowered, you know, to be a part of that change. Yeah. You know, and a lot of us don't think of it like that. Go ahead. Uh, please give us a call and you can write us. You can write DJ at WMF.org. This is a very special Sunday forum. We have Miss Annie Miles <laughs> taking your telephone call, sitting in for Walter L. Smith II. My name is Patrick Mobili, 813-239-9663. Let me just say before we go to the telephone lines, Annie, that uh, looking at Sojourner Truth again, did you know that in 2009, a bust of Sojourner Truth was installed in the U.S. Capitol? The bust was sculpted by a noted artist named Artist Lane, oh. and it is in the Emancipation Hall of the U.S. Capitol Visitor Center with uh, an installation. And um, Truth became the first black woman to be honored with a statue Amen. in Come the Capitol on. Building. <laughs> 813-239-9663. Uh, let's go straight away to the telephone calls. We have Annie Miles sitting in on the Sunday Forum. Go ahead, caller. You're on the Sunday Forum. Good morning, caller. Good morning to both of you. Thank you for having one of the greatest talk shows in the world. Thank you. Thank you. And um, this isn't the topic I called about, but talking about the revision of history, what happened today and what is commemorated and this concept of the memory hole. On November 22nd, 1963, one of our best presidents was murdered and the media this week barely mentioned it at all. Right. Mm. That's how they do it. JFK, that's right. That's how they do it. Like, I ask people who are younger than 40, um, do you know of an anniversary of the murder of an American president this week? Not one of them knew what I was talking about. Wow. That's how they do it. And they then, of course, with DeSantis and the Moms for Liberty, those, one of their founders was just found to be a pedophile uh, it's look, it's 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 re- rewriting history for non-liberty, and you're exactly right to bring up African American and uh, other moms um, could have their own group saying "Moms for Truth" in history. Um, you know, they're trying to get rid of some of the best literature ever written. Yes. They hate James Baldwin, for example. Gosh darn it, he's gay and black and radical. <laughs> and they really are trying to get rid of books like Eldridge Cleaver's Soul on Ice, which is absolutely revolutionary. 
They're terrified of what Eldridge Cleaver says. Yeah. Especially if you remember that book, what he says about why the, one of the reasons the white man is so afraid of the black man is because the black man tends to be physically stronger and have <laughs> more stamina, endurance, and tenacity. And the whites, you know, this is a Dave Chappelle uh, comedy skit where the whites are all these little nerds going, I'm really scared of those big guys, really scared. And it is depressing what's happening. And I'll leave you with this. I hope other people will talk about it. In the Georgia Trump case, in which Trump and 19 co-conspirators tried to, to overturn the Georgia results for Biden, we have a black man whose middle name might be Uncle Tom. He's all in for Trump. He ran blacks for Trump. Now, blacks for Trump makes as much sense as Jews for Hitler. This guy has been publicly, this defendant, Willie Floyd, has been publicly vilifying, using racist terms, the black prosecutor. Makes no sense to me why a black man would be using black racist and sexist terms against a black prosecutor, except, of course, she's prosecuting him. But the two-tier justice system includes him and Trump. Trump is in multiple courtrooms threatening prosecutors, witnesses, law clerks, and judges. He would already be in jail if he was a black man. If he was a black man who was passing a $20 counterfeit bill, he might have been choked to death on a public street. Instead, he's walking around free. And when a bail rev revocation hearing came up for the black man who conspired with Trump in Georgia and who continues to make threats against prosecutors and witnesses, he wasn't jailed. His bail was not revoked either. So there's not just a two-tiered justice system. It's a two-tiered law enforcement system where a black man will be executed for running from the police after a traffic stop, but a white former president who is our version of Hitler and Mussolini, is wow. walking around free, threatening judges, police, witnesses, and the Department of Justice. Carl, I, I, I want to say to you, have, you gave us a lot to unpack. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm going to get off here, but this country's got some serious change, or else we could lose this country, and it could be just like what happened to Germany under Hitler. Yeah. yeah, thank you so much. I do want to say this, um, piggybacking on what you said as far as there's two types of justice. You're absolutely right. Um, Martin Luther King said the same thing. He said there's two Americas. One America has access to jobs, education, and economic inclusion. Plain and simple, the other America is, does not. And, of course, I would say the other America will be inclusive of us, blacks, minorities, you know, Hispanics, things that affect, that the justice system does not treat us all the same. And you are 100% correct. This is the first time in history you've ever seen an American president cause so much chaos, right. you know, amongst the people that he's supposed to be protecting and representing. Um, I agree with you 100% as well, Carla, when you say the world right now is in chaos. However, I'm one of those individuals. I don't believe in the, the, um, the blame game. The blame game, I believe in being accountable, okay? Mm -hmm. And everyone that voted for this person should be held accountable to know that this is what they put in office. And we, we allowed it to happen. Those of you that say, you know, oh, my vote doesn't count or it doesn't matter, well, guess what? When you don't vote, that's counting. Well, I like, yeah, I like to say black women have consistently saved this country Absolutely. from itself by getting uh, out the vote and keeping fascists out of office to the extent that they have. Now, in 2016, this uh, fascist Trump ran and uh, won on the Electoral College vote, not the popular vote. Mm -hmm. So that's a, an anomaly in this system that reaches back to slavery. And, you know, we're going to have to finally figure out what we're going to do about that. But certainly, you know, black women have gotten out the vote and consistently has made this uh, made the choice a better one and made the country a better country. And I think that they're gonna it's gonna be incumbent on because I've heard that Trump in his attempt to run again says he hopes black people stay home. <laughs> That's what he really wants in his heart of hearts for you to stay home and not save this country one more time. But you you know there's something about you know, the idea that you know, these people would rather see this country fall apart if whites can't be in control. 
Absolutely. And that's the problem because, you know, we've made a lot of progress. We and have, in yeah. the, you know, next year and the year after that, we're going to be celebrating two major uh, pieces of that progress, and that is the Civil Rights Act and the Voting Rights Act. And a lot of people would rather, you know, go backwards and have people not vote. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly how fascists get into power. And we're going we gotta to have to just continue to be vigilant about that. But, yeah, black women have consistently saved this country. I want to say this. Not only do we have to be vigilant, it really is, for me, Mobili, it's a, it's a mindset. Um, when Trump first started running, I would ask, you know, my fellow male, female, doesn't matter, but black specifically, you know, why are you voting for him? You know, why? Why would you not? I've heard different comments. I had one person tell me, oh, it's because of the business. He's a businessman. Okay, you do know he filed bankruptcy multiple times. <laughs> okay, and he lies about okay. his business. <laughs> you know, okay. Oh, well, he he doesn't know. Um, he's not into the power um, the political arena, this and that. He is in it because he has he has um his business. You know, makes money off of it. You know what I'm saying? What what he does is part of that game that he kept saying the swamp. But he was a part of the swamp. Right. You know, it was okay when he was a part of it. You know. All the rules and laws that they were breaking, loopholes that they were getting over with, it was okay. But now he wants to come and be a representative for the world, so to speak. And look what he offered. He specifically came out in national television and told everyone, this is a president now. I can shoot someone on Fifth Avenue and get away with it. And the sad part is he was telling the truth. No one said nothing. This man blatantly came out. And to to others, it was like, oh, yes, he says what's on his mind. He speaks the truth. No. No, a, a baby says it's on their mind, okay? Right. You know, it, it's like just to take accountability for what is actually going on. And I and I get it from all the cases that has come about, he has caused, and no one's understanding that. No one, no one wants to see the facts of the cases on what they're talking about. This man lied about his finances. He did that to get more money. This is things that we were paying for as well, you know, as consumers. And yeah. no one's thinking about any of that. So I'm, I'm just to... Before I close out on this one part, I want to say this. African-Americans, black people, he said to us, he said to us, what do you have to lose? He basically said, you don't have nothing. He, he, he told us what we do not have, and we accepted it. And that's sad. That is sad. You can get out of whatever circumstances you are in if you change your mindset and focus on what needs to be done. It will be a difficult road, but it's a road that you can stand. Once you get to the top of it, you can say, I made it through. Well, the fact that you know a you know a black man is on trial in the middle of this uh this uh vote voter scam that they were trying to run to seat fake electors mm-hmm. to vote for Trump to say he won and this black guy in Georgia you know can go after the black woman prosecutor because that's what unites a lot of black men into the right wing party and that is their disdain for black women. And the fact that a black woman is trying to hold this white man accountable can cause a black man, even people like Kanye West, can continue to rally behind this fool, no matter how idiotic he sounds, no matter how fascist he sounds, you know, because what unites them is their disdain for black women, strong black women. 813-239-9663. We got Annie Miles in the studio, and people are calling up. Annie, you can also write us, dj at WNF.org. We're going to play some music for you that commemorates some women, including Josephine Baker. Yes. So, <laughs> let's go back to the telephone lines. Go ahead, call her. You're on the phone. You're on Sunday Forum. Good morning. Peace and blessings, uh, brother and sister. Good morning. Morning. The saving of America continued to rest on the backs of, you know, black people, black women, uh, to try to shake America and white people in particular out of their madness. But the thing about it is our shifting has not, cannot be just the saving of America and then to watch our people continue to toll under biased policies unnecessary barriers that is put in our place and then somehow we're expected to jump ten times higher. Mm-hmm. Right now, we're at the center if America really want to be safe. Because Trump exists because white people, a majority of white voters support 
not whether they do it publicly or quiet. That's fact. I don't know a black person, a black man, that can have such damaging luggage as Donald Trump and people want to run for a city council seat and win. That's right. So this perpetuation of what they are holding up as somebody Trump speaking for them, they're absolutely correct. So if we're to participate in this unfair political shenanigans, it has to be a demand, what are we going to get out of it? On a local level, what are we going to get out of it? If we have an all-Democrat city council, and then we have large um, uh, patterns of poverty within our city amidst um, a glorious redevelopment of downtown growth, development, economic prosperity, and yet we got our political party that we continue to be loyal to decide to do anything. So it is incumbent upon those that want to save America with us to do something for us now. They are waiting to the end of the game. We need to see them in the beginning of the game. Yes, right ma'am. <laughs> they want to save America because we have been through the hell. We know how to survive through the hell. They got to figure out can they survive it. Thank you. Thank you. Let me tell you something. When a woman's sick and tired, a woman's sick and tired. <laughs> okay? That, mm-hmm. that, that's it. And I, that was a call to action. Thank you so much, Carla, for that. We truly appreciate it because you're right. Again, in order for you to be a part of the change, you have to open up your mouth. Closed mouths don't get fed. Yeah. You know? Next caller? And, and yeah, we're going to go to the next caller. I just want to also reiterate that when we see the local governments, because that's, right. that's where the rubber hits the road, right. you know, a lot of times the state governors, state governments could make it impossible for the local governments to be progressive and to do progressive things because especially when you look at what happened during the coronavirus, you know, yes. they wanted to go out of their way at the state level to stop the local governments from being proactive and and uh, engaging in protective measures, preventative measures. So that didn't even make sense. You know, you you see people dying, being hospitalized mm-hmm. before we had a vaccine and you want you want to open back up widely and and not even allow local governments to use their power to be protective, to bring protective measures into place. Right. So, you know, that's the state government being fascist on local governments. So we have to look at, you know, we talk about less government from the feds in terms of when we have uh, a right-wing president. Right. Mm. But, you know, at the same time, state governments are just as fascist. Back to the telephone lines, 813-239-9663. Go ahead, caller. You're on the Sunday Forum with 80 Miles. Well, who do? What's Ooh. going on, comrades? Brother African, sister African. Morning. Uh, I just Morning. want to appreciate the program and say that um, it's very important discussion, and it's, it's interesting just to watch the dynamics unfold even in the few minutes that the show's been on the air. I listened to some caller call in about uh, Jack Kennedy, uh, you know, what happened on November 22nd, 1963, 60 years ago, right? Um, but didn't mention, uh, which seems to be more pertinent to this discussion, what happened to a black mother on November 22nd, 2014. Oh, Jack probably had what was coming to him. I mean, according to, you know, Malcolm's theory, there was just chickens coming home to roost. But Tamir Rice was just 10 years old playing in the park and, you know, uh, murdered him. But we'll mention old Jack, but, you know, won't say Tamir Rice. When, in my view, that's a more relevant, um, discussion given, um, given the topic today. And, Likewise, right, as we talk about this thing where um, uh, we don't, we should speak out about these uh, educational systems, uh, lawmakers attempting to um, silence our history and uh, make it make our history obsolete by silencing our history. It's 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 ironic, right, that while we could make this Donald John Trump uh, obsolete by not by by imposing the same kind of silence, it seems we amplify this guy's significance over and over again. Over go you can't I mean it's, it's almost like you can't turn on the television or a radio show or something like that without without people who say they want to make this guy go away 
saying this guy's name. And the reality is Donald John Trump is no special villain. He's, <laughs> every, every head of this state has been just as villainous and perhaps even more vicious than Donald John Trump, based on world wars, based on worldwide killings, drone strikes, uh, hunger. I mean, the masses of Africans killed under Barack Hussein Obama might have something to say about it. And so I just, I really encourage us to be uh, prudent and mindful of the fact that uh, we can uh, just, just make this guy obsolete to our community and focus on those people, highlight those people who are important in our community, who are important to our history, who move the needle for us. And, you know, there's a litany of names we don't have time to discuss at this juncture, but they're there. And, and saying those names over and over to the ears, into the ears and minds of our children and our community, in my view, might serve us better than uh, talking about this guy who's not any more special than we make him when we talk about him a whole lot. Um, Carl, I want I want to I want to I want to interject with you on you real quick and tell you thank you. But you just actually made our case in point. You're right. No one mentioned that young girl that got killed because guess what? Nobody brought it to our attention. So that that was excellent what you just did. But that is the point. When you when something sparks you to make you say, well, wait a minute. If this person's that important, why is she not important? That's good. That's sparking a conversation. Tamir was a ten-year-old boy. I just want to make that you know just to keep the oh, thank you. Straight. Yeah, Tamir was a ten-year-old mm-hmm. boy. Tamir you know, right. yeah. But but that that's very important. So because the other call caller called in and told us about you know JFK, that sparked you to say, well, wait a minute, there's somebody else that we need to mention, and that's how it needs to be. That's how you start that conversation. So thank you for that, and I agree with you 100. percent He's only pertinent because we make him that, but unfortunately, <laughs> he's more than just being pertinent because we're making him because he was actually our president. You know, and the sad part is I know I did not vote for him, but those that did, they had in their minds that this person was going to make a change and not give us the same, you know, political government that we normally had. Me personally, I feel the the, um, office of the president, it changed once Barack Obama got into office as well as once he um, left office. And I say that because the office used to be a respected place. You know, the conversations that were had, they were dignified. You know, it stood for something. It made us stop and think, you know, about how we could contribute to help make our world better. You know, can but I, when they, just, allow, allow me to finish, when they, when they had Barack in office and the way they disrespected his family as well in, in New York, you know, it broke my heart. It broke my heart. And I said to myself, that's when I first started seeing the world change. First of all, yes, we were, I was happy we had a black president. But it wasn't just the fact that he was only black. He actually knew what he was doing. Okay? <laughs> he knew what he was doing. And he did it for the people, not just for black people, but he did it for the people, period. That's the part that we're forgetting. The person in that office is supposed to represent all of us on an equal playing field. However, we know that playing field will never be 100% equal. But we're trying to get as close as possible. And the only way we can do that is by unifying with one another. And we're not doing that. We're fighting each other because of this person. And we think it's okay. Not all of us, but the majority of the people that's out here for this man, they really think it's okay that he has turned this world into chaos. You're walking around here angry. You don't even know why. You're mad at your family members because they disagree with this individual it's called choice, you know, and you're right. You have a choice to go for him if that's what you want, but you don't have the right to say, I'm going to go for him and then not and ignore all the things that you see he's doing wrong. That's just flat out point blank period wrong. But I do want to thank you, Carla, for your comments. It's truly appreciated. And I, and I do want to respond, you know, just to, just, just to say, um, Barack Hussein Obama, according to Chairman Amali Shatella, was nothing but black power and uh, white power and blackface, just a neo-colonial puppet, selected with Penny Pritzker's money. And, you know, it's just, he, he wasn't there to do anything for black people, and most black people will agree that he did not. There are some Africans in this country who look forward to saving the house, some Africans in this country who look forward to seeing the house come down so we can build a new house for us, by us. And I would say that 
every that there was never a point in history um or there's been a long time since uh since, since the 60s there's been no president i can think of since the 60s that made the dividing line blurrier than barack hussein obama they would say it was a, a post-racial era people thought racism was over because there was a black president okay. and conversely, conversely <laughs> I, i'm gonna i'm gonna respectfully disagree with you on I, that I, caller it's, it's in the news no no I, again was, I, again you have the right of no this is what we're gonna do you have the right to that opinion and I'm going to say to you, I personally just respectfully disagree, but we have to let other callers in. And I want you to continue listening to us and come back on if you hear something else. But yeah, we have to let others speak as well. Trump, conversely, was the sharpest dividing line that we've had since the 1960s. I wouldn't overtalk you and respectfully. I would hope that you would provide the same courtesy. Absolutely. But yeah. All right. All right. Well, one thing I do want to say is that we bring up the past presidents <laughs> and especially the last president because this was about holding him accountable. Exactly. We are now living at a time where this country, the USA, will not hold this white man accountable. And, and that's should. really all it is. <laughs> can they? I mean, they're acting like they can't. 813-239-9663. This is the Sunday Forum with Annie Miles. Let's go back to the telephone lines. Go ahead, caller. You're on the Sunday Forum. Flash. Yeah, that's you, Carla. Go ahead. Oh, goodness. Uh, good morning. <laughs> good morning. <laughs> good morning. Uh, happy Sunday morning. I just want to, um, honestly, just want to say something positive um, because, you know, we start talking and things get so heated in debate. Um, uh, January 6th, uh, the, the sister from D.C., y'all know her name. I'm bad with names. Y'all know her name. <laughs> a lot of sisters from D.C. Narrow it down a little bit. <laughs> she went to her office, the congresswoman from D.C. Oh, the congresswoman. Okay. Are you talking about the uh, speaker of the house, the ex-speaker of the house, Nancy Pelosi? No, no, sir. Oh, the sister from D.C. Yeah, the, the representative from D.C. Okay, well, go ahead, go ahead and continue with your comment. We'll get her name. Yes. Go ahead and continue. Yes, ma'am. Um, when uh, the insurrection was going on and everyone was going into their safe places, she went to her office and she received a phone call and she told her loved ones over the phone, I'm staying right here in my office to do my good work. That's, it. That's not her exact words, but that was her sentiment. And uh, I say that because that was the best example of our government working. It takes people like you and me. Mm -hmm. I myself would love to represent our state. But there's someone more more suited for that. Um, I feel that Donald Trump played the game that he knows how to play Absolutely. as best he could. And honestly, in all honesty, Donald Trump should not have been president. It should have been Bernie Sanders. Well, if he hadn't gotten the nomination, but he didn't. Well, it was there was it was the the Democratic Party. Something was going on there. Well, I mean, it was Hillary's turn as far as the Democrats were concerned, and they wanted yeah. to they elect the first woman. But, yeah, yeah that yeah. was the history they were trying yeah. to make. And, and that's where we lost it. We have to work together, y'all. And also, I have been working with churches, as many churches as I can go into their doors and, and, and fellowship and pray with them as long as I can remember. And I have met people who give me the energy that, you know, something's not right. But in fellowship, we have an opportunity to see the same higher authority. We have an opportunity to see each other and to recognize that we all have the same need. I feel that no matter whether you're in Tampa, Georgia, New York, we have to look at each other. We have to look at the person next to us, and the person way down the road, and don't think that because they get into a car and you ride in the bus that they're doing better than you. They need the same love, attention, and fellowship from a higher power. Yeah. I, brother, I, 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 I want to tell you, caller, take that mindset that you have, okay, and continue to spread the word just like that to help, okay. in, help individuals get involved because that's what we need. We truly okay. need that. We need that more from our black brothers and sisters, mothers, grandmothers, because that's how you get the conversation started. And that's how you get people active, become activism, to become um, people that uh, participate in activism causes that we, that when I say we, I mean, I'm not going to say just the black African-American community, but just minorities in itself. Okay? Yeah. Get involved. 
So keep passing that message on the way that you're doing it because it's very important. It's very important. People can't do what they do, sometimes what they don't know, honestly, and it's, it's the truth. If they don't have knowledge of what's going wrong in their community, guess what? They don't have knowledge on how to make it right either. Yes, ma'am. So and sometimes it takes us to pass it on. Everybody in your community is suffering. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank uh, you, you for sharing. She said that the, the caller, you said that you also work with churches. Have you specifically worked with churches that are trying to teach African-American history and African history? Mm. And uh, what is the, well, have you? My home church, um, they do um, uh, different things with the young people. They try to, to introduce the young people to the culture uh, through dance, through storytelling. Uh, and I myself, I have a rich family history. And so we try to pass down those stories about yeah. how we became successful. My family was sharecroppers yeah. and ended up with property. Um, mm. So we, we didn't get you know tricked out of it in the end. And so I always tell people that you hear about a lot of bad stories, but when you hear good stories or if you're part of a positive story, Share it. then take that as a responsibility to bring somebody else up. That's perfect. Um, That's I, I perfect. Not to limit my love. And I struggle a lot because I deal with everybody and we're a minority. So I struggle a lot getting back to my people sometimes, but I try to get that love out there when I do get back to my people and let them know. I'm just busy. I'm one person. I'm busy. But that's what we all got to do. If, if you come mm-hmm. around and everything's love, you feel like you're at home. I want to feel like I'm at home no matter where I'm at. And that's on all of us to do. Keep, keep, gotta, keep sharing that. When you have events, when you have black community events or something like that's happening, call in and um, let us know about it. Because it may be someone in your area that wants to come and they don't know what's going on. You know, so share. keep sharing that information. If you have events yes, coming up, share it. Don't you? I'm sorry? The text number, right? Well, you can you can go on what's the website? Um, WMF.org or call in like you just now eight one three two three nine nine six six three. And what's and, your uh, um, email? We do have a text right. line. Uh, Is it that one? The, yeah, four three three zero eight eight five eight one three four three three zero eight eight five. That's the text us, and uh, you know we we monitor that every day. Yes, you know, of information, but yeah, thank you for your call. That's very thank positive, you. and I really like the idea of of family history. You know, exactly. going back and learning their names. That's right. To me, that's that's a big project for me. It's a skill to make good greens. Absolutely, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> thank, thank you, caller. caller. This is the Sunday Forum, 813-239-9663. You know, I've learned the names of those who have been enslaved in my family. And, and, you know, that is the best antidote to a people trying to silence history, trying to erase us once again. 813-239-9663. This is the Sunday Forum with Andy Miles. Go ahead, caller. You're on the air. Okay, yeah. uh, I'd just like to add a little bit and get out of the way because it's too stressful to get into these uh, conversations. It ain't just opening a can of worms. When you open a can of worms, some people want to open a can of whoop, yo. <laughs> Shut your mouth. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm the Dave Chappelle of uh, Talk Radio, so I accept that. But they call me other things. You know, they're going to call me other things and point out other things. But I'd like to say this here, because this conversation is good. And we have a problem in our community with dissension, jealousy, hate, mm-hmm. and envy. And I see it in all cities and stuff. It's because somebody has turned us back into that slave and that master mentality where we had really popped out of that in the early 60s, it was like the mean in the 70s. So they reversed the clock back, and, and we stuck in a retrograde uh, mindset. Mm-hmm. But I, saying that leads me to my saying. The pieces, all our pieces make up the whole. And the whole is no greater than its pieces. So all the people that take and say, well, you know, this guy no worse than that guy, and blah, 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 whatever they say or however they put it, we all are part of the whole. So if he disrespects the whole, he's not part of us, and we might as well confess that and go, move on and keep it moving is what I say, keep it moving. Ain't nobody stopping for the clown that can't see what's going down. <laughs> do anybody stop? For, I'll leave it like this. When you see somebody laying on the sidewalk, do anybody go pick him up, lift him up, give him a blanket? No, they step right over it. Okay? Mm. It's a reality. It's not no funny, funny bunny jump. And we have too many people sleeping in our streets. Nobody don't want to help, and they step right over them. And that go for the politicians, too. 
So none of them ain't no good to me. If you sit right here and you leave people out here destitute, you leave women uh, doing all kind of things just to survive, you leave children caught in traps, you take the man and you dog him out. And then you want me to respect what? This country or the system? I don't think so. I can only respect myself and keep myself moving and try to enlighten others so they can see the plight that we're under. And, and it, it, it's not pretty. It's really not pretty. So, man, that I get off, man, because it's a beautiful thing if we come together. We see it all the time. You know, Carla, I, I want to say to I hope whoever's out there listening that you see that there's a consistency of these calls that's coming in. You know, there's consistency of hearing the frustration, you know, consistency of saying, you know, why are we not doing anything? But it's also consistency of saying, I do want to do more. I think we should get along. And that's a good thing. That's a good conversation to have. Now, I do want to make note to what you said, Carl. Like you said, you're right. We got this homelessness going on and so forth. And we do. We have to hold ourselves accountable when we see these homeless people in the street. And I say that personally for myself because I started a nonprofit back in 2011 for that same purpose. But for me, it's like you have to educate a person's mind first. Nobody was born wanting to be a prostitute, alcoholic, drug addict, so forth. Something has happened in these individual lives to make them feel that this is the only way they know to survive. You know, and then you deal with the environment that they in. You deal with the environment that they came from. You know, you, you they, oh, they they used to say back in the day, you know, the first teacher and all that is at home. But if your parent at home wasn't taught on what was really right consciously and morally, how can they teach what they don't know? You, you understand what I'm saying? So it, it goes back to how it used to be again. I don't mind saying my age, 50, 56 years young. But it goes back to where it used to really be a community, phone calls Hillary Clinton, a village to help one another, you know, raise the children in, in the neighborhood. Unfortunately, we don't have that anymore. And in black community, it used to be so knit looking, I mean, so tight knit looking out for one another. But we don't have it. You're right, because we have this, this jealousy against one another now, you know. And we've allowed, we've allowed the government and the society to pit us against one another. And that's so sad. But it takes... Individuals such as yourself, such as myself, such as the other callers that called in to say, okay, what part can I play to make those that I'm around better? And the part that you play is you continue to pass along that knowledge. You continue to pass along that love. You continue to pass along and show that empathy and help that person. As you grow, put your hand out and lift someone else up. It's not that hard. You know, as I stated previously, I wrote a book called Back to the Basics, Life Enrichment Guide. That's all it is. You know, we really can be unified again if we all just made the conscious decision and the mindset to do that. And it's not going to happen overnight because when you have darkness, you're going to have light as well. And eventually the light will always overpower the darkness. I don't care how you look at it. okay? and you can take it scripturally and so forth. But I want everyone to keep calling and let these conversations keep flowing in because you're sparking somebody else's mind to say, hey, what, what can what can I do? How well, can I make it better? Go ahead and build against it. all odds, our people have achieved a lot. Absolutely, since slavery, Absolutely. you know, and you know, in terms of you know, somebody say they were a sharecropper, where they tried to turn that system against us, mm-hmm. and in spite of all that, we were still able to create homesteads. We were still able to create whole communities right. that were ultimately destroyed out of jealousy, out of racial animus and hate so you know we've done this historically against all odds so why can't we continue to do so today 813-239-9663 this is the sunday forum go ahead caller you're on the air yeah i was gonna say that i think the first thing that everybody should focus on uh the first step towards equality is to realize that we all come from africa no matter what you know super bright white to purple Every shade, every person has roots that start in Africa. And when people realize that, that's when the empathy can begin because we understand we all have the same, we come from the same place. Clearly, there's a lot of people that doesn't want to believe that, even though the truth has been staring you in the face. You know? The homeland of humanity, huh? Yeah, it's just, it's just science. It's what science shows us. It's irrefutable fact. Well, it's facts that we are trying to establish through DNA evidence. And and we know the first, you know, uh, homo sapiens were from South Central Africa. Mm-hmm. And I believe also that one of the biggest questions is, do you believe women are equal to men? 
because that gets right to the heart of the matter. If you can't believe in that equality, then you can't believe in any other qualities. Carly, you about to spark a whole other conversation. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> and if you want to be inspired by a great town, it's Chubtown, Northwest Georgia, a free black um, all town that was even there during the Civil War. Uh, and Nick Chubb is uh, a football player to his relatives, and it's pretty inspirational. I, I want to task um, our callers as called, and I'm going to give you guys a task because obviously, when you if you're listening to shows such as this, and it, it motivates you to pick up the phone, you know, to give your input, that tells me that you truly do want to be involved. You truly do want to make a change. So my task to you guys is look in your local communities. You know, see what organizations you can join. If not join, create. You know, we, we, we have to think outside the box right now in the times that we're in. You know, and it, in order for your voice to be heard, all right, or for you to be heard or seen by the masses, you have to be a part of it. So my task to you is go out, look at your local organizations, chamber of commerce, or create, create a need in your um, neighborhood or in your community, you know, to see how many others that are out there around you that want to do the same thing as you. Now, let's be clear. I always like for people to understand something. Most people think, oh, well, I, my, I, my life is hard by itself. I don't have time to take on somebody else's. Let me explain something to you very clearly. And this is my belief. This is Annie Miles' belief, okay? <laughs> okay? So, for me, the first law of nature is self-preservation. And I'm going to tell you why I say that. You cannot take care, love, do for anybody else until you can first take care, love, and do for yourself. That's just plain and simple. So if you love yourself enough to know you wanted a better life and you took those steps to get a better life, okay, you do know that you did not do it alone. You do know that there was somebody within your path that connected with you, that saw that worth in you, that saw the value that you had within yourself and said, okay, I'm going to help you along. So it's called paying it forward. Just keep that same mindset and do the same thing for someone else. I just wanted to share that. Go ahead, McBilly. Awesome, yeah. Thank you, caller. We're going to go to a break shortly here. But I just want to say that uh, this show is about the empowerment of women. Got a lot more to share yes. with you. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, some other women in history. And we're talking about the I would want to send, allow people to go to the American Library Association, support your libraries, mm -hmm. support and get rid of this this motion to ban books, books. Yes. and uh keep people ignorant and because I think that's what's wrong. <laughs> Let's go and listen to Josephine Baker as we head out to NPR News an update and uh, we'll be back on the other side. Well, Sunday Forum, listening to Tina Turner on her birthday, and uh, we'll be back right after the NPR News Upbreak. 